Welcome to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast with me, Apostle Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace. I'm the co-founder of Cedars House Christian International, a ministry dedicated to raising believers in Christ. I'm also the founder and international president of Women in Tune, a global army of women faithfully worshiping and serving Jesus Christ. My passion is to teach, train, and disciple men, women, their youth, and leaders to get more intimate with the Lord and serve Him. The aim of this podcast is to bring the truth of God's Word to the body of Christ. Therefore, you can expect in-depth teachings for those who are young in their faith, as well as those who are serious with their Christian walk and want to grow. Be ready to be strengthened, equipped, and empowered in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast. We're doing a series of teaching called Walk About Zion in order to learn more about the church. In the last episode, we began a discussion about the identity of the church. In this episode, we will continue to explore this further as we look at other aspects of her identity. The sixth thing I want to say about the identity of the church, and I need us to understand that um, if you ask me who is Jennifer, who is Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, I won't just say one thing about myself. I won't just say, oh, I'm a woman. I'm many things. Many things constitute my identity. From when I was born, from my gender, from my, my, my uh, education, my marriage, my children, the work I do, all of these is what together gives me my identity. And it's the same with the church. That's why we're exploring the different things that we will have an understanding of who we are on the earth. Number six, the church is the army of the Lord. We are an army. We are an army. We are an army. I, I need to say this over and over again because sometimes I think we forget. We are fighting all kinds of battles. Yes, we are. The church is the army of the Lord Jesus Christ sent out by the Father to advance his kingdom on the earth. We are to fight the Lord's kingdom battles for the souls of men and to extend and expand the influence and boundaries of the kingdom. We are an army moving forward with the message of the kingdom to bring righteousness, peace, and joy to nations by the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 110, verses 1 to 3, and I'll only read to the first part of verse 3. It says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing in the day of your battle. When Jesus finished his work on the cross and rose on the third day and went back to heaven, the Father said to him, sit, enter into rest, you have accomplished your task. Now I, the Father, will take over and I will make your enemies your footstool. Where is his footstool? The earth is his footstool. 
the scripture says. And then he said, I will extend your scepter from Zion, saying rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing in the day of battle. The father is extending the scepter of Jesus Christ. And we will talk more about this, I think, in the final episode. We'll talk more about the scepter of Jesus Christ in the hand of the church, moving forward to establish the kingdom. I say that the troops of Christ, that is his body, that's the believers, will be willing in the day of battle. We are the army of the Lord. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but wicked evil spirits and powers that prevent people from knowing and accepting the salvation and love of God through Jesus Christ. The powers that stop people from living by the standard of God's word. Currently, the church seems more like an army in retreat and seems to have lost or abandoned the passion to move forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we are an army. We have been given authority. We've been given power to advance the kingdom, to bring righteousness, peace, and joy, and the love of Jesus Christ to nations. You can look at these scriptures later. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 13, and 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 16. Now we'll look at the seventh aspect of the church's identity. We are the bride of Christ. He will return one day to receive his bride, a church who has made herself ready. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 to 8. It says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she would be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Hallelujah. What a glorious scripture. When Jesus returns, his bride, the church, will be youthful, without spots or wrinkle, and clothed in righteousness. She will be beautiful, excellent, and perfect, and she will reign with him. Like someone said, Jesus left the church in the hands of the Holy Spirit, and when he comes, he's going to find her in the hands of the Holy Spirit, doing exploits. A youthful church, not an old 2,000 plus year old church, but a youthful church. Proclaiming the gospel, standing firm and tall by his side, ruling and reigning with him. You can look at Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 to 33, and also read Revelations 21, which talks a lot about the church as the glorious bride of Jesus Christ. Number eight, the church is Zion, the city of the living God. Zion. And it's important that we understand this because often the Lord talks about Zion, especially in the Old Testament. And people argue as to whether it's referring to Israel or to the church. And I want to explain this a bit to us so that we can claim the promises of Zion in the Bible. 
Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 tells us, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Prior to that, we were told in that same Hebrews 12 that we have not come to Sinai. We have not come to a mountain shaking and trembling. We have not come to, oh, a voice so terrible that the people are afraid. But we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. The church of Jesus Christ is Zion, the city and dwelling place of the living God. Now, how did this happen? In Psalm 132, we read that David vowed to find and build a dwelling place of God. And the Lord honored David and chose Zion. David had a yearning to see God dwell upon the earth in more than a tabernacle and in more than an ark. Psalm 132 verses 13 to 14 tells us, for the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever, where I will dwell, for I have desired it. In response to David's desire, God chose Zion. And God promised David that he would dwell in Zion forever. When you see forever, you know that God has moved from the physical to the spiritual to the eternal, and that always has to do with Jesus Christ. Let's explore this further. How did the historical and biblical Zion become the church? We need to know this. First of all, King David conquered and built the city of Zion. That is Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel. It was the capital of Israel. Of course, they are fighting over it now. But biblically, it's been the capital of Israel. Now, when David conquered and built that city of Zion, God promised him that there shall forever be a king upon his throne to reign from Zion. You can read this in Psalm 89, that forever there will be a king upon his throne to reign from Zion. And like I said, the minute you hear forever, then you know that God has moved from the natural even into the spiritual. If we take this just in the natural, it means that God lied to David because there is not a king ruling from the physical Zion at this moment. Actually, there is a fight going on. And for a long time, there hasn't been a king ruling from Zion. But the Lord said, forever there will be a king. Jesus Christ came to earth as the prophetic King David to establish and sit upon the throne of, of David. That's why he's called the son of David. And he's ruling from Zion. However, the Zion that Jesus built is not a physical one. It is a spiritual Zion. The spiritual Zion is the church. We are the new Jerusalem where God dwells and is worshipped. Now, people say, does that mean that the church has replaced Israel? No, I'm not talking about a replacement theology or anything like that. But I'm very sure that the Bible tells us that the two have become one, that the Gentiles and the Jews 
have become one, one body of Christ. So yes, the Jews who get born again are a part of it. And God's agenda really is to get his people to become a part of the body of Christ. And I'm not talking about the church being better, being higher. We all together in Christ are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me give you these references. As you read these scriptures, it will make more sense. Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 7 to 10. Second Samuel chapter 7, verses 12 to 13. Psalm 89, verses 34 to 37. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 33, verses 20 to 24. Also Luke chapter 1, verses 32 to 33. And Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. Read those scriptures and you'll understand a bit more what I have just explained. Hallelujah. Now I want to look at the final thing. And uh, there is a lot more you can say about the church, but I'll focus on these nine essential things about the church. I want to say that the church is a nation and kingdom of priests and kings. We are a royal priesthood. Now we'll discuss this further in uh, later episodes, but I just want to mention that this is something we, the church, need to know of ourselves. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I've read it before, but I will read it again. It says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. You will see similar scriptures in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, and also in Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 to 10. We are the royal priesthood, the holy nation, God's own special people. Amen. So we've explored the identity of the church. And I, I, I get really, really excited because it, it makes sense. It makes sense to know who you are. It makes sense to know what God has made you. It makes sense to understand some of the instructions of the Bible to the church. It makes sense to understand why the Holy Spirit was sent to be with us. It makes sense to see the need for us to know so that we can become everything that God has already made us. He is not now making us this. We already are. We just need to rise up and discover. To recap, I want to say that the church started with Jesus Christ. Belongs to him. He founded it, established it, is building it, will come back for his church. Hallelujah. We also said the church is the ecclesia, the called out people, called out to govern and rule. The church is the household of God. We are his family, the family of God. We are his children. We are his sons. We are his family on the earth. We also said that the church is the temple and dwelling place of God. 
not the building, but the people, where God inhabits, and he inhabits us by his spirit, and where he is worshipped. So whether you are at home, or you are at your workplace, or you are driving your car around, the temple of God is evident because God indwells you and he's being worshipped through your life. What a glorious thought. The church is the body of Christ. He is the head. We are his body. We are the physical identity and manifestation of Jesus on the earth. Also, we are an army. We are at war, at war with evil and wickedness to set people free to know the Lord, to bring peace to communities and nations. We are an army. Hallelujah. The church is the bride of Jesus Christ. He's coming and he will receive her as his bride. The Holy Spirit is preparing us for the coming of our bridegroom. I said also that the church is Zion, the city of the living God. We can claim the blessings of the biblical Zion because we are the spiritual Zion. We have come to Mount Zion. And finally, I say that the church is a nation and a kingdom of priests. We are a royal priesthood. So until next time, I hope you've been blessed. If you know a pastor or a leader or somebody that uh, leads others where the things of God is concerned, please share the link with them that they may benefit from these teachings on this series, Walk About Zion. Until next time, God richly bless you. I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even challenged by this message. You may also watch teachings related to this message and other topics on my Let the Truth Be Told YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. I'd love to hear from you, so please do sign up to our email list at letthetruthbetold@cedershouse.org and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. To find out more about me, Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, our ministry and the work we do, visit our websites womenintune.org, quiverprayermovement.org and cedershouse.org. You may join our community on social media and engage with us there. This podcast was sponsored by Sublime Gifts, home of elegant, bespoke Christian gifts, from personalized cards and cushions to devotionals and luxury picture frames. Please do remember to visit their website, sublimegiftsuk.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to download and listen to the podcast. God bless you.